TJ Reeves, uh, TJ Reeves, Buccaneers, Buccaneers sideline reporter, NFL, MLB. TJ, I am so sorry. I butchered that. I'm all over the place. I'm blurry. I'm fuzzy tonight. TJ is not Rachel. No. Generally speaking, first of all, good to be with you. Thank the you. show usually goes right in the toilet once I come on. But it sounds like Mike's already broken things in the studio. <laughs> We're trying to figure out who the guest is. We <laughs> yeah, are I mean, going to get the train back on the tracks we promise yeah. tj uh, you're gonna get us on track no we're gonna get, tj you're gonna get us on track thank you so much for joining the show and uh that was tj reeves of uh <laughs> buccaneers radio and we're back to the regular schedule program go ahead tristan tj what is your final takeaway from that bucks win in foxborough last weekend i tell you what that felt like me and q's lock of the week until it started raining and yeah. until they started playing hello it's me it's me uh in that battle, do you think it was a, a matter of who wanted it more? Do you think it was a matter of the weather? Or does Brady need Gronk more than we think? Like, what was your main takeaway, I guess? Can I go do all of the above? Yeah. I, mean, I think it might very well have been. Uh, I just dried out about 15 minutes ago, by the way, because as the sideline guy, I'm out there in the elements. And unlike Rodney Harrison, I did not have somebody holding an umbrella for me. That was amazing. Yeah, that was like amazing. Harrison did. Rodney's amazing. However, uh, the elements were a factor in this game. I think the Patriots were ready to go. This was like their Super Bowl. I I think it's going to be that way for the Buccaneers the entire season. When they roll in as the road team, this is the other team's Super Bowl. It's the defending champs. you got the greatest of all time at the controls. So I I don't think that's an exaggeration that they they clearly have a bullseye on them with whomever they are playing. Uh, We're going to go to Philadelphia one week from tonight as a matter of fact, and play the Eagles, and you think that's going to be a warm welcome? You think they're just going to roll out the red carpet and and Ah. clap and applaud and offer champagne and caviar to Tom Brady? I don't think so. I think they're allergic to that. And also, their food is terrible. Caviar is way better than Philly cheesecake. Batteries, probably some other objects will be thrown. (laughs) I mean, whatever, from Philadelphia, you're going to expect this. So the, the, the Patriots were on it. The crowd was on it. The elements were part of it. Uh, It had to be bizarre. We talked about it the entire time building up to the game, game day hour before the game, 20 minutes before the game, that Tom Brady's got to have 53 things running through his mind right now. He's dressing in the visiting locker room, which he's never done before, coming out from the opposite side of the field that he's never done before, standing on the opposite side of the field. It had to be weird. It had to be weird, but they found a way, and uh, and give the Buccaneers credit. It it helped when Nick Folk clanked the field goal there at the very end, but I keep pointing out even days later, there was still 50 seconds left. There were still two timeouts left. We all wanted that, didn't we? Had the field goal been good? We all wanted that 50 seconds. I wanted, personally, Nick to to actually kick that field goal and make it just so that we could see some Brady magic in the final 50 seconds. Yeah, I just wanted Brady to cover uh, the spread, which is yeah, all I want Brady to do. <laughs> I didn't really care how it happened. Like, give Brady the ball back and let's Mike go for two Mike's trying to figure out how he could get to, uh, yeah, to, to, get get to, to minus number. nine or nine and a half or whatever it ended up being covered. And it was going to be tough to do that in the final two minutes. It might be tough this coming Sunday because they're playing against the Miami Dolphins. Now, they are a 10-point favorite in that one, but uh, it was one of the larger spreads of the week. What do you see from this Buccaneers team? And also, can you give us like a rundown of like the injury report so far I was with just Gronk about to ask and, and all the things that are happening JPP, right now? JPP, Antoine Winfield. Because I, I would love the Buccaneers to cover in this game. I, I love betting the Bucs. Um, 63% of the money right now at BetMGM is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover in this spot. What's your feel in this game? And just give us like an insight, some insight on the injury report. There's a, there's a lot to go over with the injuries. The yeah. simplest thing is the secondary is really beat up. So much so that Richard Sherman, signed only in the middle of last week, played the entire game the other night. We were speculating that he might only play 15, 20 plays. We didn't know. 
He played 58 plays the other night. So Sherman is going to be in there. How long he holds up remains to be seen. You've got, you've got young secondary guys that are injured. Uh, Carlton Davis, who's probably the Bucks' best cover corner, put on injured reserve this afternoon. So he's got to be out at least three games, which is the Dolphin game, the Thursday night Eagle game coming right back, and at least the Bears. I believe it's the Bears game is the game after that a couple of weeks from now. So he's not playing any of those. JPP has a chance to play. So that's going to be more of a game-time type thing. He's missed the last two weeks, injured shoulder. Everybody wants to know, can Gronk play with the injured ribs, the punctured lung? He had a broken rib, ouch, puncture, a lung, double ouch. Don't know that he can play. Again, he's not been able to do much at practice this week. This may end up being a two- or three-week injury situation for him to try to get back in there. So, yes, the Bucks are very much beat up, uh, in, at least in a couple of areas here. But now the Dolphins – uh, who are trying to find themselves a little bit, who have Tua also with broken ribs at quarterback. Uh, the Dolphins seem to be a perfect tonic here for the Buccaneers at home to maybe get well figuratively on the field. We'll see. TJ, with all of those injuries, were you and the fact that Stephon Gilmore only required a sixth-round pick for a trade, were you, were you surprised that the Bucs didn't try to go after him, especially with his Patriots, you know, the Tom Brady Patriots connection? Him basically valid question. Valid, valid question. The only the only thing that I kept thinking though is when this got brought up. Uh, what was it yesterday? All my days are running together. It was yesterday, right? Is Bill Belichick going to willingly help Brady and the Bucks by trading them Stephon exactly. Gilmore as opposed to cutting him? Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing I thought when I saw the trade to Carolina is help the rival that's chasing yeah. Brady and the Bucks mm-hmm. before you help Brady and the Bucks. So uh, they, they have salary cap room and flexibility to be able to make deals. That wasn't it. But I, I think it's more the case that New England was not going to give Gilmore to the Buccaneers and instead gave uh, him to an NFC South team instead in the, uh, in the Carolina Panthers. And, again, Richard Sherman is the wild card in all of this. If, uh, if he can continue to play – uh, for a length of time and at a fairly high level, and they get one or two of these younger guys back that have been hurt, then I think the Bucks are going to be fine in the secondary. But that's a big if on Sherman's legs holding up. Remember, he missed the last 12 games last year with a calf injury. He's not a spring chicken, as we like to say. He's not a young guy anymore. Uh, and can he hold up physically? I think it's a, it's a big question mark. It's a big unknown. It, T- go ahead. TJ, um, you mentioned Richard Sherman. I'm going to do one thing that I like to do on the show. It's called a, a cross-sports conversation. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Number one, can you talk about what you liked from Richard Sherman in his first week? Uh, got, ca- got called for a couple PIs here and there, but he, he, I think he overall looked pretty decent coming straight off of the street um, and now playing some meaningful baseball, uh, football. Excuse me. Number two, how psyched are you about the Tampa Bay Rays being up 4 nothing on the Red Sox right now? Because I am I am feeling so good right now. I feel even greater now. I look at the other TV and the Rams go up and they score a touchdown here over the Seattle Seahawks. How good does it feel to see the Tampa Bay Rays, though, right now, having beautiful success in game one? All right, we'll talk about Richard Sherman in a second. I just have to say 6-3 double play to just end the sixth inning there for the Rays. Ooh, talking my language, uh, CJ. Leading 4 to nothing, And just before I came on, Randy Arozarena – the outstanding Rays uh, outfielder hit a ball that might have come down uh, in, in, at Clearwater Beach uh, a few miles away from Tropicana Field. So they look good in game one. The area, it's Champa Bay. The area is on fire still from what has happened over the last season and a half of the Tampa Bay Lightning winning not one but two Stanley Cups. 
You had the Rays go all the way to the uh, the World Series as the American League champions, and then the Bucks win the Super Bowl in February, and uh, and now you come back around to the baseball postseason, and everybody's feeling the Rays after having the best record in the American League. So there's a lot of there's a lot of optimism right now uh, in and around this area. So that's a good thing. Back to Richard Sherman. I I, am, I, I have to tell you, I am surprised at how well he played. The, the real question is going to be moving forward. How much can he run 50 yards, 40, 50 yards down the field with receivers? Are they going to play him more in the slot, et cetera? Because, again, this is a guy in his early 30s here who's not 25, much less 23, uh, and it is a young man's game and a young man's position, trying to play cover corner, trying to play DB. Uh, but I, I thought he did well for the first game that's out there, and now let's see how long it can sustain and can continue for him. Trista. So back to Tampa Bay, because I, I wanted to follow up on this. If they stay relatively ha- healthy, do you th- who do you think poses the most difficult obstacle for them to repeat to the Super Bowl? Do you think that's Packers, Rams? I mean, Rams look very shaky right now. Well, they look good. I saw them field level at SoFi Stadium against the Bucks yeah, two really Sundays good. ago now. <laughs> yeah, They look good in that game. And, and how much of that was the Buccaneers secondary making Matt Stafford look good? But the pass rush did get there. Uh, you know, the, the Bucks got four sacks on Mac Jones and the Patriots, but the Patriots' offensive line not as good as the Buccaneer, or, or I'm sorry, as the um, Ram offensive line was keeping the Bucks off of Matt Stafford. So the Rams look good. They, they look good all the way around, throwing the ball defensively. Aaron Donald wreaked some havoc. They got pressure on Tom Brady, uh, et cetera. Now the Rams turn around and get beaten physically and, and beaten on the scoreboard decisively by the Arizona Cardinals at home. So that was a bit interesting. But now they go to Seattle, where they, they have traditionally here over the last few years played very well in Seattle, whether in St. Louis or L.A. They've always played very well in Seattle, and now they're – they're hanging in there for that game. The Rams will definitely be a challenger. The Packers with Aaron Rodgers, of course, they have to be considered a threat. The Cowboys, who we saw week one, don't laugh. no snickering, no snickering about the Cowboys. The Cowboys have won three in a row since the Buccaneers defeated them. Yeah. And, and Dallas favored, by the way, again this week to maybe win four straight. So those are the teams. Those are the contenders. But clearly right now, if you're the Bucs, you keep winning games and you're looking at the words home field advantage. You didn't have that a year ago in the playoffs. You won all the games on the road. Had to go to Washington, go to Green Bay, go to New Orleans and win. You can get home field advantage. The Bucs will be the team to beat in the NFC. But clearly Rams, Packers, Cowboys, maybe even Seahawks in that conversation oh, man. to be a contender. We'll see. Wow, TJ, um, we're going to have to let you go. Thank you so much for joining us on this show. I think Russell Wilson literally just broke, broke his, finger. his middle finger off of the helmet of a defender. Um, that that looks terrible. But TJ, can thank I you. revise the Seahawks pick? Yes, the yes you, can, you, can, you, can, you can take that <laughs> pick right back. They're about to, they, yeah, oh they're about to pop God. it back in place. The old Arian Foster, we like to call it, the old Kobe Bryant, oh. and he stays out there. What a warrior. So maybe you can put that pick back out there because he's going to fight through anything. TJ, thank you so Thanks much for, for joining us, us on the show. we got to have you back soon. That was great t- to be on with you, and uh, great to be in Champa Bay with Rays Baseball and the Buccaneers. i got to join you. we got to join you down we there. we got to go down there. It sounds great. For sure. That was TJ Reeves on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to Roman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's a lot. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.